Hello, and here we are with episode number 20 of the SK Twins podcast. And we have a special guest this evening, professional combat sports athlete from the UK, Toby Binden. How are you doing, Toby? I'm doing great, thanks. It's great to be on. Uh, yeah, thank you for having me on. Yeah, thank you so much. It's, it's great, and it was quite short notice you agreed to come on. We really appreciate your time, Toby. Nah, no worries. I mean, part of it, obviously being a modern day uh, combat sport fighter you know media obligations are always part of it so you know I've always been taught very early like you know as well as being a good fighter you need to be able to promote yourself and any media good media so whatever comes your way try and make the time and some more stuff out there about you than that so I'll always you know I'll always make time um, for, you know especially stuff like podcasts now which I enjoy doing anyway so yeah, it's all good. Absolutely, no, we appreciate your time. So we're just going to start the podcast the same way we start any, brother. I'm just going to ask you, where were you born, Toby? Tell me about your childhood and growing up, where you grew up in England. So um, I was born in the UK and um, I was born down in uh, Torquay, which is where I live now. I still live down in Torquay, which is down in the southwest, And we're, we're a small part of the country down the seaside town. Um, and yeah, that's where I was born and, I, and I've grown up here. I've lived in various places down here. Um, yeah, so, um, yes, I've lived in various places down here as a childhood. Uh, my childhood was all down here. School, I went to school down here, but I never got along with school. Um, I was fighting lots and just being a typical, you know, boy. I didn't like school because school taught me the way they wanted to teach me and I didn't learn like that you know yeah. which is why I think I love martial arts because martial arts you learn the way you need to, to learn so you make it your own exactly whereas school it's like you have to do it this way whereas martial arts they teach you to find your own path and and, and you work it out for yourself so yeah I did, never never like school got kicked out of school but that's actually when I started really um, focusing on my martial arts training Okay, brilliant. No, excellent. So tell me, tell me just to, before we talk about martial arts, tell me a little bit about your family. Your, tell me about your mum and dad. Like, what were they doing when you were growing up? Your, do you have any siblings? And what was childhood yeah, like for you guys? Yes, uh, my mum and dad. Um, actually, my mum and dad. My dad, you know, he, he's the one that got me into it. Like, my dad is a an avid martial arts pra- practitioner. You know, he trains in uh, traditional kung fu. He trained in kickboxing. Oh, wow. um, he trained in a bit of all of it, and. Um, so he'd always train, so I'd always see him training like every day, twice a day, you know, go out for his runs in the morning and train and then I'd see him training again in the evening, like that's all I can remember of him. And my mum, she was very sporting as well, you know, my mum's like still, she's a marathon runner, she runs all over the world doing marathons and, and loves, loves the, uh, loves, loves sport and she comes, she comes from a family that are very, um, like, um, focused on sport so um, sport was always uh, driven with me which is good and I've got two sisters I've got an older sister and I've got a younger sister and they both have dabbled in martial arts and that but they've gone through different paths they've, yeah. they've right. gone in other directions but yeah um, that, like yeah childhood was it was it was good yeah it was a good childhood and then um, yeah as you get older stuff happens and you know I, I sort of went in my in a different path um and yeah, that, yeah that's that. So you're you're the one in the family that followed in your parents' footsteps and want to be an athlete. So you're the one that went down that road. You thought, right, I want to be an athlete when I grow up. 
what was it? Tell me when it, what it was when you were younger. What got you? I know you're saying your father got you into martial arts, uh, got you into training. What age was it you started to start training and really enjoy it and think, you know what, I, I might want to do this? Yeah, so like, he started really young. Like, he just got me to class really young. And I, and I enjoyed it, but like, it wasn't, like, so I wasn't like, like oh, this is all I want to do. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I was doing yeah. other stuff as well as it. And then probably when I was around 12, 13, maybe 14, you know, I'd seen like, I'd seen like the Rocky films. And nice. I loved like the Rocky films. I loved them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Loved them. Got, got obsessed with them. And also, my dad used to watch uh, UFC on, on a channel called Bravo. Yeah. And I can remember watching that thinking, oh, this, yeah, you can, you can, you can get somewhere. You can become like the star and you can, you know, there's, there's, there's avenues for this. There is a track. Yep, there's a track for this kind of stuff. There is something you can do. So yeah, that... there's something you can do. And that's when I was like, oh, I want to be a world champion. And I can remember just saying, I want to be like the best at this. And do like, I just want to, um, I want to really focus on it. So then for about, yeah, 14, um, 13, 14, I started competing in kickboxing. Um, like a, it started in semi-contact and then again into full contact kickboxing. Started fighting in them. Um, and I fought in um, also called Sanda kickboxing. Uh, just basically all these kickboxing styles that we could do, I was entering and I was winning. So I'd done all these tournaments, tournament formats, a bit like what you'd see on, um, you know, like you see on the Karate Kids, like where you go into a tournament. Yeah, you've got the mat. Yeah, yeah, you've got the mat and you fight. And I won the cup, quite a few of them, British, European. Um, and then back in five, about 18. And then... Um, when I was 18, I was like, well, I really want to take further. I, I, I was getting attracted to Muay Thai, um, and I thought I'd seen all these training camps in Thailand and stuff like that. So I went over to Thailand on my own when I was 18. Um, oh, wow. And started, yeah, and um, it was one of the best experiences of my life. Dude. Like, that it, must it have been amazing. Yeah, at that age, at such a young age going up, that must have been massive for you in your development. Oh, it was, it was absolutely massive. So I went there and yeah, I was there on my own. I stayed on site on the um, on the Thai camp. I, I trained at, it was in Phuket. I was at Phuket Top Team. I went to Tiger. I went to a bit of all of them, but I lived at Phuket Top Team. And I was just getting up, training, living that lifestyle, going back to my little heart, chilling and training again. I just, I was in my element. And I can remember coming home like, oh, this is, this is a life that I really enjoy. Um, yeah, and came back and then I um, I went and joined like a, a, a Muay Thai academy down here, a Muay Thai gym, because um, that's what I wanted to pursue. I wanted to really like then start focusing on a bit of Muay Thai. So I went into uh, a gym down here and started competing Muay Thai straight away and started loving it, started winning fights straight away. Yeah, so you just realised that, look, I've got a knack for this. You thought, I'm going to keep going with this, with a stand-up. Because the thing is, you you got a really good introduction to your K1 by doing the different yeah. variations of styles of stand-up with the tournaments and stuff like that. So I feel, yeah, you've had a really yeah. good kind of upbringing in stand-up fighting. It's brilliant. Oh, definitely. And um, it, like, when I fought my Muay Thai, like, I was always more of a kickboxer. You know, I always used yeah. my boxing and day kicks to win. I had that K1 duck style. That was always my, like, strength. So, um... So then I started obviously yeah, competing Muay Thai and then I'd, I'd always favour the K1 event. You know, if I could fight in K1... Yeah, you'd prefer that. I, I, that. Yeah, I much preferred that because I didn't like... I didn't really like the clinch. I didn't enjoy the clinch. I didn't mind it. I'd do it, but I didn't enjoy it. Whereas how the rules set and how the score... Yeah, the scoring is just so different. Yeah, it's just it's so, so different. different. Yeah, it's so different. And like 
to me, K1 is like a fight. You know, it all scores the same on aggression, like forwardness, you know, how you defend yourself. It's not like, you know, a kick. If a kick moves you, it scores more. Yeah. Like in Muay Thai, yeah. K1 is, to me, it's a fight. It's fast-paced. It's what people want to see. And I, I, I loved fighting K1. And like you say, because I had different martial art backgrounds, I incorporated loads of different styles. So if I needed to throw different style kicks, I could. If I needed to use my boxing, I could. Um, and I yeah, just and I and I love that fast pace of K1. K1 is brilliant. To, if you're a fast paced explosive fighter, K1 is um, it favours you more to the traditional slow start and tie style. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Because K1 is literally all about activity, volume, and aggression. Uh, yeah. So if you've got that kind of style, that really is the the style for you. As they say, for sure. So, so I want to ask you a little question. You mentioned K1, so I'm a massive fan of K1 myself, especially the heydays back in Japan. Uh, what they yeah, were putting on, K1 man. absolutely. So, I just want to ask you who are some of your favorite um K1 fighters you loved watching growing up? Uh, oh uh, man, I used, to, I used to love it. It was on, do you remember it was on a channel like Eurosport? Uh, Eurosport, yeah. yeah. And I remember watching them, and I used to, I used to love them like the K1 match days. I loved Masato. Yeah, I absolutely loved him. I thought he was like he was just he was just brilliant. Do you know what I mean? He trained so hard, he fought so good. He was like the face of obviously K1 back then. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I love, I still love um, Andy Sauer. I still yeah. watch him to this day. Andy Sauer is one of my favourites. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of them, a lot of those sort of guys. You know, Mike Zambidis. Always, you know, I used to love watching him. Um, Guys like Ernesto yeah, Hoost, guys like Ernesto Hoost and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Ernesto Hoost, I loved watching him. Uh, Andy Hug, Andy I'm Hug, a big yeah. fan of Andy Hug. Rest in peace. Um, you know, he was a he was a fantastic fighter, and um, he's the one that made me actually focus on the axe kicks. And I started training my axe kicks a lot more. Yeah, it's funny you say. He, yeah, it's funny you say you like. Sorry, to cut you off. It's funny. It's funny you say you like Andy, uh, Andy Hug because his style of K one was his kicks and stuff. Like, oh, he had a lot of variations. You know what I mean? He had lots of different very He wasn't a guy that just threw one type of kick. You know what I mean? Like you said, he threw the axe kick. He had all these really cool like karate kicks that he'd land. So it's yeah, he was a really cool fighter because he was very he's quite unique, I thought. Because he he was he was oh, quite yeah, he's really unique. He's, like, he's, he's, heel kick to yeah. and, I mean he was just a beast and that, that's what I like, you know, that's what I liked about it. You, you didn't have to have one style to do it. Like, you know, a lot of Muay Thai guys, there's different styles of Muay Thai, but the whole scoring criteria you have to fight a certain way whereas K1 was a bit more of a wider way of it you know expressing yourself in the way you fight and your sort of style which I like and yeah those guys they did it the best you know Ernesto Hoos with the Dutch style and Andy Hug with his karate style and yeah it was just uh, yeah K1 was, was was absolutely fantastic back then and those guys are just absolute superstars like what, what do you think about K1 today because obviously Glory are still doing it there's still some leagues trying to do it but it, why is yeah. it not taking off like MMA has I just yeah I just it's like these days K1 is the mic going to be fine it's alright yeah 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 it's fine yeah it's fine oh cool um, yeah no, yeah so um, I just that's another thing about it which is a shame with it is it seems to be dying out a bit. I mean, there's glory and, you know, one championship are doing kickboxing and doing big things, but it doesn't seem to be like, it's, like, it's nothing like it was still back in the glory days of K1. And I think, you know, obviously MMA's taking over, Ben Apple Boxing is taking over, there's all these new combat sports, which is, it, it seems to be more popular with the general public of watching, especially of Westerners. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Because like K1, it's weird. In in the West, in Holland, it's absolutely massive. Like they fill stadiums yeah. out. But you come to the UK, it's there is people doing it, yeah. people who love it, but it just doesn't seem to be much of a buzz. Um, TV, no yeah. one's really interested. It's just strange. No um, TV deals, no, no big sponsorships. They don't really want to like. They don't really want to know. And it's like you have BKB, for example, who are fight for. Um, you know, they've got like massive sponsors. They've got massive TV deals, and you know, it's they're, they're a fantastic company, and they and they can pay the fighters fantastically then. And it's like, I think that's also why it could be dying out. You know, promoters just can't pay fighters what they need to be paid, especially in the UK. Yeah, you, know, you could be, I, I know people who have been doing it for years and years and are still not getting a lot of money. They're getting, you know, like, it's like 300 quid or something. And you think, Jesus, for some of the fights they're having, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, you're and seeing stuff. Yeah, well. Absolutely, brother. No, I'm sorry to cut you off again, but yeah, I, I, I get you so much because you're seeing. TV worthy fights here around in England and stuff like that. These guys are getting paid peanuts. And oh, it's crazy. Okay, I love you there, but... no, sorry, no, I'm just saying that um, you're you're absolutely right because the, the guys fighting in England and Scot- all around the UK for that matter, they're TV worthy fights, some of these guys, and they're not getting they're getting peanuts to fight. Yeah, exactly. And um, like for me personally, that's the reason why I was like focusing more on the boxing element and then the balance of boxing came in and I thought, oh, this is more my street anyway, because I love boxing and Absolutely, no, I couldn't agree with you more. So, uh, you perfectly segued on to the next question what I was going to ask you anyway. So, tell me about BKB. So, how did that come about? Did they reach out to you? How did it go? How long have you been thinking about doing bare knuckle boxing? Has it been gone for a long time? Or was it something you just kind of thought, why not? Yeah, basically, I was going to go down the glove boxing professional route and uh, get my license and... um, Get my, get my medical done with that. But, you know, I was always sort of coming home because in blood boxing, you go for the route of <coughs> fighting, you know, journeyman for a while before getting a good contender because they like to build up your record in blood boxing. There's a lot of politics and stuff like that. So I've always been like, oh, but it was a lot of Yeah, this is this is something I want to go. So yeah, I got in contact with them. 
uh, we were speaking and then within a, like a day we came up with a, with a deal uh, and I was really happy with they were happy with and we signed and then I was obviously then a fight for them a long time ago but um, Covid obviously shut down a lot of things um, and now obviously they're, they're, they're doing no crowd events so um, as soon as they said, they said to me look we want to get you on get your debut I, I said yeah and that's happening on Saturday this Saturday coming that's this Saturday so where wait. is this fight? Uh, it's, it's in Manchester I believe I'm not I'm not quite sure of the venue but I know it's in uh, Manchester and it's going to be a closed door um, event? Well, yeah, it's, it's behind closed door event and um yeah, there's no fans. I'm only allowed one corner man. We've got to go up uh, this week. We've got to do the COVID test, make sure I'm COVID clear. All professionally done. They'll send the COVID test off, make sure I'm clear. Yeah. And then we fight Saturday. No crowd, which would be, I think, it'd be interesting. So I haven't done that before. Yeah. At the same time, when I'm in there, it will just be a fight. Do you know what I mean? I won't even, I won't even think about a crowd. It'll just be like, let's just fight. Let's, let's do it. It could be, you know, anywhere. Uh, for me, I just want to fight now. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, tell us, so where can the fans uh, buy this fight? Where's the pay-per-view going to be available? So, the pay-per-view is available now, and it's like, if you get it now, it's on early buy, so it's up to £17. If you've got me on Facebook, on Instagram, you can see the link that I'm posting, which will take you to a multi-screen app, MVSN, where you can watch the fight from, uh, fight from every different angle, like from my corner, their corner, I think the ref, uh, there'll be like big cameras up in the air so you can see whatever angle you want and then you you buy the pay-per-view on that or it's on uh, the Fight app, Fight TV app. Um, it'll be on there and also if you've got Virgin Media TV, I believe it's going to be on a pay-per-view channel on there. So there's three different things but the best thing to do is go onto the BKB social media website pages or go on to, if you've got me on social media, contact me or go on my page and you'll see it. It's on my Instagram, the link's in my bio. That will take you straight to the link where you can buy it or like I say if you've got the Fight app um, F-I-T-E it's on there as well yeah so there's plenty of places to catch this fight on Saturday so it's going to be brilliant um, yeah at 9pm it starts UK time um, it'll start around then I'm not too sure I'm early what I'm I haven't seen the fight card yet but I'm guessing I'll be fairly early seeing as it's my baby for the promotion yeah. and I hope it is early because I just want to get it done <laughs> I don't you know I, I, I've been late on before and it's like there's a lot of waiting around. I'd, I'd rather just get in, get my warm-up done, fight, and get it done because I, I like my food and I'm looking forward to the pizza. Yeah, especially these televised shows, right? Like, if you're if you're on early, then you're all right, but if you're on quite late, you need to wait around for ages. Yeah, yeah this, actually, this, this event is um, being broadcasted. They just won the massive deal in America with American cable TV. So they, they spend the time, so it would be like they can get to see it a lot. So it'll start at nine and it'll probably be finished about one AM. So I don't want to be um I don't want to be late on. I mean, I'd, I'd want to be at the half nine o'clock, half nine, ten o'clock maybe. Yeah. Four or five, or even the the show opener would be sweet for me. But yeah. I would say whatever they put me on, it doesn't matter. I'll I'll, um, I'll switch my mind on to being like that. This is it. This is where I'm going. But yeah, it's um yeah, especially being on TV, like you say, I'd rather just get my fight done and blast it. And go and have some pizza. You know what I mean? Go out yeah, there and get some sure, pizza. Man, I can't wait. Like, how's your camp been? What's that? How, sorry, I, I was saying, how's your camp been for this fight? Camp's been it's been really good, like preparation wise and fully prepared. But it's been, like all fight camps, it's tough. You, you love it so much. You love it. 
we start to hate it almost because I'm always playing and doing my own work, doing my stunts, conditioning, doing my sparring, my pads, my, my um, you know, yoga work, and all every element that I do in fighting. And then the diet as well. You know, you have to make sure your weight's going in. It's all just, it's all like pressure in it. So, one of the things I do enjoy taking out is that's my thing. I like to eat and uh, I just like to have a week of indulging or whatever I can, whatever I like to I think it's just not having a, not, like, almost not having it, you know. Like, yeah. for me, I'm a big food person. I like, it's not like I just have one, I'll, I'll eat crap the whole day. So, <laughs> I like my food. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be well earned. Your, your food on Saturday night's going to be well earned. Uh, I hope yeah, you enjoy man, it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't wait. But, I, I cannot wait for that. <laughs> so, so tell me, tell me a little bit about it. So, what, so obviously, you've signed for this new promotion. You're changing the style that you're going, you're, you're doing bare knuckle boxing now. How is your cha- your training adapted to this? Like for, for fighting oh. bare knuckle boxing, tell me a little bit about that. So yeah, it just happens to be a lot a lot more conditioning on the hands, like knuckle push ups, wrist push ups, things push ups. A lot of the old school martial art training that I used to do. Yeah, I've had to like incorporate like because uh, bare knuckle boxing is actually a traditional art. Like it was it was been around for thousands of years. Yes. and um, like bringing the martial art aspect into it. It just makes sense to me, and I, I call myself a bare knuckle artist because I'm bringing the, band, the the martial arts into bare knuckle, and I'm doing all the uh, finger conditioning, the wrist conditioning. Um, I'm doing like making sure my hands are nice and conditioned, and when I'm punching, you know, my knuckles are turned in because you can't with a glove. You can sometimes get away with hooking, and it'll, your thumb will be up or whatever. Yeah. Whereas bare knuckle, you can't. You can't. Got to be a little more methodical and, and technical in a way because. You can't, you can't just whack in anything. You hit the top of the head, it's going to do more damage to your hand. So, but obviously when I'm in there, it's bound to happen at some point. So I'm prepared for that as well, that I'm going to get hit it and it's going to, you know, after the fight, it'll be lifting up a balloon, no doubt. No, absolutely. <laughs> but with the conditioning, with the conditioning, I'm hoping that was what's going to help it recover faster anyway. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Because I've noticed that myself, because at the, at the start, it was funny when bare knuckle boxing first started to kind of get a bit of limelight again uh for that matter the people thought there was like a perception that boxers will be able to go into this and it'll be quite easy for them but people have found out over time that you can't even use like this you can use the footwork etc but the, even the way of punching you have to keep your your knuckles almost straight in bare knuckle boxing you can't twist the wrist and stuff like that because they end up breaking their hands even easier. There's, there's so much stuff you're watching out there. Like these guys have to adapt the way they're punching and everything, and your your hands are gonna break. So it's it's it really is like it is the true like uh, new form of fighting. And and I actually, for example, like, I actually like the fact that it's getting limelight and it's getting bigger because it's a, it was a forgotten art. And people thought it it's just an underground thing, but it actually has a rich history. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So we, they, 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 they started off with bare knuckle boxing. The only reason they put gloves on, it wasn't to protect the boxer's head. It was to protect their hands because people were breaking their hands. Yeah. And they wanted to have longer rounds. Like, actual bare knuckle boxing is actually proven to be safer for the brain. You get, you can get cut more, yeah, and more external cuts and stuff like that. But actual concussion, and brain damage is significantly a lot less than, than boxing, especially because with the trauma of the 10 ounce boxing gloves, yeah, you can actually get hit a lot harder than you would by an apple. It seems like you haven't got blood and people get cut easier, but the actual concussion side and knockout side of it is a lot less. 
Yeah, because they stopped the fight in BKB when there's a cut straight away. It was a it was a big cut. They stopped the fight, so they don't take any more damage at all. Yeah, they say cut from the thing especially the promotion I'm saying with safety is their number one priority. So they have a lot of safety precautions. Like I say, they can they look at cuts and they think it's bad. That's it. There's no question to stop it. Yeah. Um, the doctor has a red towel. So the doctor, think like doctor can a medic can throw in this red towel at any point to stop the fight if they feel like they need to. Yeah, can stop the fight at any point. Um, there's a standing 18 count instead of 8 count. Um, yeah. So if you don't recover within 18, that's it. You know, They'll, they'll think well, that's it that the fight's not on um, and the rounds are less and, and also the rounds are yeah, yeah. Like my, my, my fight is a free free two minute fight yeah. that was like my amateur K1 days so it's, it's fast and furious but at the same time you know it's not long enough to get like absolutely you know when you're doing freeze five freeze six freeze seven freeze you know or twelve freeze you know that's a lot of punishment uh, yeah those rounds. yes um, three twos it's like it's, it's going to be over in the blink of an eye yep you're going to be in and you're going to be it's exactly what you just said there it's going to feel like an amateur K1 fight you're in and out before you know it uh, like, it's going to be like that so I couldn't agree with you more people are finding out that it's actually safer in ways than professional boxing is and MMA um, so yeah no, it's, I like that these and also in America obviously they've got a couple of leagues there I think is Ken Shamrock has a league I believe Valor I think it's a Valor bare knuckle boxing BKFC and stuff like that um, which like they have a lot of MMA guys so the boxing ability is no way near as good as the boxing ability that BKB have over here Yeah. but they they attract like a lot of the you know ex-UFC guys and stuff like that but it's just it's just for me I think the more BKB promotion the better the bigger it is the better and um, it seems to be growing all around the world but um and I'm just grateful to be a part of the growth and I'm excited to be a part of yeah, it. Yeah, really. And be involved. Like, it's just cool, like, thinking... I mean, it doesn't get much more exciting than Dan Apple fighting for me. Yeah. added intrigueness. It's just... It's cool to be a part of it. And I say, I'm excited to be a part of it. Oh, well, hopefully you're going to be their next champion. You're going to be their next champion yeah, in the sure. next year or two. Yeah. I want to work my way up. I want to smash this fight, get it some bad, and you know, start working my way up to the British title. And get that British title and like, say so on world titles. And I say I'm only, I'm only just turned 28 now, so. Oh, you're yeah, not even in your prime yet. Prime. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I, I will, uh, I'll be, yeah. And I'm in a very good mentally mindset, so yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. No, no, you sound like you got your head in the right place and you're on the right track. Do you think you might ever go back into K1 or Muay Thai? Do you think you're gonna just stay in no, BKB? I think, I think that's it now, unless you know, unless it was something very appealing to me. And, the one so, championship. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like something like that was to come up come up then, yeah, of course. But uh, like like in this country it's like, no, I'm, I'm done with it now just because the fights don't attract me. I mean, for my last K one fight, I just couldn't really get motivated for it. I was just like, oh, you know Yeah, it's just I just couldn't get motivated. It wasn't 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 doing it for me anymore and I just thought I need you know, I need something else and uh, yeah, totally get it. always on yeah. my head as well, you know, I want yeah. to venture into that. You know, I train at an MMA gym as well. Lions Den under Dave Matthews, who's had people in the UFC and stuff like that. So I will um I will be venturing into that as well. And that'll be my sort of focus for our BKB and, and MMA. Brilliant. Brilliant, brother. Well, we're at the end of our podcast now, Toby. I just want to thank you so much for coming on this evening. 
just it's really quickly pleasure. yeah no, no, thank you thank you so much just really quickly any final shout outs you just want to share your social media uh, uh, plugs anything just quickly before we wrap up yeah cool so um, on social media guys you can get hold of me and follow me on Instagram I'm at Wardog UK um, on Facebook just my name Katie Binden and I have a, a Facebook page as well uh, Wardog um, so then my page is you guys on the I'm quite busy on that so That'd be great. And then I'd like to thank, obviously, my coaches. So my, my first and foremost, my boxing coach, Gareth Hogg, at Tokyo Elite Community Gym. You know, it, me and him have been working together for years now and, and we'll continue to. Uh, Dave Matthews at Lions Den MMA in Exeter, uh, my MMA coach. Um, my strength and conditioning coach, Seb Wilcox at Vast Fitness. Um, he's been a game changer for diet, nutrition and um, uh, strength and conditioning work. Uh, Mark Hamilton um, from Never Enough. Um, he does, like, again, my nutrition. He does my supplements. Another game changer for me. Uh, making sure I have all the right things. Um, and then just all my sponsors um, that have helped me in the past and that are helping me now. I just want to thank everyone. And everyone. Here's, you know, Liana, my two kids, Toby Junior, Gracie. Um, just everyone that inspires me and that's part of my journey. I just like to thank um, and like people like you, like yourself, I'd like to thank you as well for you know doing podcasts, getting fighters like me and other fighters out there. It's all it's all great. So so yeah, that's it. Thank you, thank you so much, Toby. Cheers. Uh, that was a brilliant episode, man. And and best of luck on Saturday. And hopefully we can get you back on uh, sometime near in the future. For sure, man. I'm, I'm always up for it, mate. Yeah, uh, that was a great day. I'm 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 more than up for that. Cool, man. Cheers. Right. Good evening, Toby. Talk to you later, man. Thank bye, you. bye. Cheers. Bye.